Some have said that the direction of your focus is the direction of your life. For the Christian, our focus is crystal clear. We are to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. In every area of life, we are to lay aside the hindrances of our Christian journey and look to Christ as our example and strength to live the life he has called us to live. So today, let's starve our distraction and feed our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Walk Talks podcast and today's Friday Focus episode. All right, welcome back to another episode on the Walk Talks podcast and today's Friday Focus episode, part two with evangelist Mark Herbster, evangelist Uncle Mark Herbster to Malachi and I. And Uncle Mark, thanks for joining us again today. Oh, guys, it's a privilege to be with you again and looking forward to our conversation here today. If you missed our Friday Focus podcast from last week, then I want to encourage you to go listen to that. We got to know uh, Brother Mark a little bit better, talked about discipleship and mentoring. It was a great encouragement. And we're excited to have a conversation again today and hope that our hearts will be encouraged and drawn to the truth of Scripture. Now, if you missed this last week, Brother Mark is a full-time evangelist, has traveled for 18 years, and now serves at Maranatha Baptist University. And so I have a couple questions for, for Brother Mark, Uncle Mark, about your traveling ministry. Have you been to all 50 states? Okay, so I've been to all of the states except Alaska. I know you guys have been to Alaska. Okay, yes, sir. Maybe a couple times even, but <laughs> I have never been to Alaska. And I don't know if you told these guys, the, these guys on the podcast, but there was a church came to Southland From last Alaska. week. From Alaska. From Alaska. Yeah. That's amazing. That's crazy. Incredible. But that is the only state. Okay. That I have never been to. And then you've done a lot of international travel as well. Is that yes, correct? it's actually one of the greatest joys that I've had in life is, mm-hmm. is traveling the world, seeing the different cultures, seeing the different countries. I think that if I were to add up all the countries I've been to, it's probably been about 25 hmm. different countries, uh, both really modern and commercialized co- uh, countries all the way down to some of the poorest third world mm-hmm. countries as well. And um, just some incredible experiences. I could talk a long time about the experiences on the mission field. It's really exciting, guys, to serve mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. Don't ever think that it's a boring life to serve the Lord. Yeah. I've had a wonderful life traveling the world. I'm actually getting ready to go to Asia again, mm-hmm. even this summer, and uh, do a camp over in Hong Kong. And so That's I love awesome. traveling internationally. What's some of, one of your po- favorite places internationally that you've been? Well, if I had to say my favorite country to visit is probably Singapore. I've been there probably six or seven or more times. And Singapore is a little island country on the tip of Malaysia, the Malaysian Peninsula. Mm -hmm. And it is an island, a country, and a city. And it's all in a a landmass of about 26 miles across, and everything is built up, but it's very commercialized, very um, kind of Americanized, um, wealthy country. It's it's a joy to visit there. Mm -hmm. It's not my greatest missions experiences. Those would be definitely in Africa. Mm -hmm. Uganda and Cameroon are the two countries I've been at in Africa, but just some incredible there's a lot of gr- cool places around the mm-hmm. world, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to visit those places, see the sites, but most of all, just share Christ with people all around the world. Yeah, and we know we, in one of our previous Friday focuses, we've talked about a little bit of, you know, missions work and 
how that type of thing, you know, absolutely changes your life. And we've encouraged, you know, our listeners that if they ever have an opportunity to go overseas, man, it is a great joy, like Definitely. you were saying, to be able to see other people in other countries with other cultures that are serving the same God and following after the same God. Um, and that's something you'll never regret in your life. Yeah, sometimes we sure. get, we, sometimes we get as Americans tunnel vision. Absolutely. And we think that everything revolves around America. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my country. I think it's an awesome country. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. But there are millions of people around the world, billions of people around the world yeah. that are not thinking about what's happening in America every day. And they just need the gospel. Many of them yeah. are just struggling to survive. Yeah. And, um, it's wonderful to see those places. It re reminds you of how thankful you need to be. It also reminds you of that the mission of God and his gospel is not an American mission. It's not just a, it does not just belong to our country. Mm -hmm. Christianity is spanning the globe. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a wonderful thing to get excited about. Absolutely. Well, today in, in this Friday Focus, we want to talk a little bit about um, kind of the, the will of God and how to live um, in Christ's plan for our lives. You know, you, we know, Uncle Mark, you deal with, so you're working at Maranatha Baptist University, you're obviously training um, kind of the next generation, you know, young college students who are on the precipice of making massive decisions in life. You know, what are you going to do for a living? Who are you going to marry? Where are you going to live? What are you going to buy? You know, all these, these big decisions. And I'm sure you've counseled a lot of young men and women, teenagers, whatever, um, on this idea of, you know, finding, finding the will of God. And so we want to just ask you some questions that hopefully can be a blessing to our listeners today on how to seek and how to find and how to follow um, the will of the Lord and what God um, has in store um, for your life. So if you just give us kind of Briefly, some of your yeah. thoughts on that, and then uh, hopefully we'll have kind of a springboard. There's something some more really, questions. really beautiful about being human, made in the image of God, filled with a living soul, and and yet knowing that we're not God, but God is sovereign over all of the things that happen in our lives, and He knows the the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I think the first thing we just have to acknowledge that is nothing takes God by surprise in that God, because of his sovereignty, has a perfect will for your life as a teenager. And of course, when you're young, like, like most of the listeners here, you guys are, you know, you are wondering, you know, where, where will I be in 10 years? Where, where, uh, what's really scary is like, who, who may I end up marrying? Uh, what will my family look like? What will my job or occupation look like? Um, those are things that if you're not thinking about, guys, you ought to be thinking about. <laughs> right. You ought to be thinking about what, what does God want for my life? And I think that sometimes we get too focused on the unknown things that we can't decide right now. And we forget about the very obvious known things. Mm -hmm. Because God's will first is that we obey his word. And I do think, teens, that sometimes the focus gets off of what is obviously God's will. There actually are a few places in the scripture where it, it actually says, this is my will. Two of those are found in the book of 1 Thessalonians. One in uh, chapter 3, I believe it is, and one in chapter 4. The will of God is, this is the will of God, my sanctification. 
in chapter four, this is the will of God, that in everything I would give thanks. And I think there may be a couple other places in the scripture too where it says this is God's will. So we do know, according to Romans 12, two as well, that it is a perfect will of God, mm-hmm. that we would find and discern God's perfect will for our life. And so I think the first thing you have to acknowledge, teens, is that God has a perfect will and that his perfect will first for my life is revealed in the Bible. And then the unknown things, I have to trust that God will lead me Mm -hmm. in his perfect will in those unknown choices that are coming in my life. Um, Two verses, guys, that have really been a help to me. And these verses are both found in the book of Psalms. Psalm 37, verse 4, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now that is an incredible verse in the midst of Psalm 37, which is revealing to us that even when everything around us looks like it's messed up, it's really not messed up. God is in control. God is leading And when you commit your way to the Lord and you trust in the Lord and you rest in the Lord, Mm -hmm. and as verse 4 says, you delight in the Lord, he actually leads you into, this is what it says, your desires. Mm -hmm. So I think we don't need to be afraid of our own desires as long as we are walking with God in in the things that are clearly revealed, we're delighting in him. Mm -hmm. The other verse that is really special to me is Psalm 84 verse 11. And if I ever sign somebody's Bible, this is the verse I put in there, Psalm 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those that walk uprightly. And here is the amazing pattern of the scripture. If you do the things that you know are God's will, which I've already told you that those things are revealed in the scripture. If you do what you know is God's will, then God leads you to the things that you don't know. And later on in Psalm 37, he actually says that. He says, the steps of what? A good Good man. man. The problem is not God's will. The problem is often we're not in that category of being good people because we're already disobeying God in his word. So if we do what is known to be God's will, God will lead us to what is unknown, the steps of a good man or ordered by the Lord. And when you come to a decision that is not clearly revealed in the scripture and you just have to make a decision, if you know your heart is right and you know you're spirit filled and you know you're obedient to the word, then don't be afraid to make the decision even with what you desire. You always want to get good counsel. You always want to seek the Lord in prayer. But you still do have to make a decision at some point. Right. And you got to trust that you're walking right into the center of God's will. Amen. I don't know. I hope that's helpful oh, for you listeners. Super. Those are some truths that have really helped mm-hmm. me. Absolutely. That's super helpful. I was, as you were talking, just thinking over my high school years and even into my college years and how a lot of times I had the perspective, you know, I, th- I thought God's will is always future. You know, God's will is the big decisions in life. God's will is where am I going to go to college? God's will is... You know, who am I going to marry? God's will is where, gonna, where am I going to end up after college? And the Lord really worked in my heart using some of those very same verses, even verses like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And then God will direct your paths. And it's almost right. like 
the Lord was just trying to teach me, and he did teach me, hey, just trust me for the decisions that you know are right today, and I'll lead you in those you know, big decisions, quote unquote, big decisions in the future. But it's almost like we just have to be content with living God's will, like in the next 10 minutes of our life. <laughs> right. You're exactly right. And that's, Micah, your testimony is exactly what I was saying. And what, I mean, for, for all of you teens out there, you, you know that, okay, let's just put it right in a very practical sense. Is it God's will for you to be in the word every day? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it, the, the simple illustration would be if you're not in the word and you're not meditating on the word, you're going to come to an unknown decision and you may not have clarity on that decision because you're not doing what God wants you to do. You know God wants you to be in his word. All right, what, what else does God want? God wants you to stay pure, mm-hmm. pure and separated from the sensuality and the wickedness and the sin of the world. Right. Whether that's through entertainment or music or friendships or whatever, the Bible is very clear to, that you need to be holy as he is holy. And if, if you're stepping out of bounds in those areas that are today, God wants me to do this, then it's going to be hard to know the things that are future. But I think you're right, Micah, that the tendency is to think when we, when we have this conversation about God's will, mm-hmm. that God's will is always what we're talking about is God's will is for my future. Mm-hmm. But what is God's will for me today? And that's, that's what I'm saying is if you do God's will today, he steps you into his will for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And all of us have experiences like that where we, where we look back now mm-hmm. and we're like, Jesus led me all the way, of right. course, mm-hmm. that his his word and his guidance and good counsel were leading me all the way. And God does not lead in mystical and magical ways. He leads through his word and through good counsel from his word. Yeah, and can I just take a little opportunity to take a little rabbit trail here? Because, I mean, I think, and I, I know from personal experience that what, what you're indulging in as a young person is what shapes your frame of thinking, your, your mindset and life and everything. And young people with the, with the mass utilization and accessibility to technology and social media and entertainment, I'm just telling you, the devil knows exactly what he's doing in desensitizing all of us by spending mass amount of time on YouTube or watching movies or listening to music or watching TikTok. I'm just telling you guys, you may not think that type of stuff is affecting your, your future. And, and we, we could talk about, you know, your relationship with God because there's so much sensuality that's, that's mixed and mingled into that type of stuff. But this type of stuff will affect the, the, your future and will affect, you know, your, your walk with the Lord greatly. And I'm just telling you, be, be careful. You know, 1 Peter 5.8 warns us to be, be sober, be vigilant because the devil is as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. Satan wants nothing more than to derail you from the path, from, you know, the, the train tracks of life of God's, you know, of God's will for your life. And so he's going to use whatever he can, and he's so sneaky in the ways that he's going to do that by desensitizing you to, you know, certain things and making you, you know, elevate certain worldly pleasures and diminish you know, the, the spiritual love for the Lord. And, and so as we discuss, you know, future and as we discuss like what we've talked about with, um, you know, this being a daily pursuit to walk with the Lord, 
you know, I don't know what practical steps you need to take, but, you know, maybe set some, maybe set some time restraints on, you know, your social medias or limit yourself to um, only a couple minutes on video games or different things. I don't know what that is, but we need to be careful that we are not just massively indulging in in the world's entertainment. And I don't know, Mark, if yeah, you could even speak to that, because I'm that, sure you see that infiltration. So a very important verse that I've always really reflected on is found in Colossians chapter three. Set your affection on things above. Yeah. Hey guys, listen, it's not wrong to be involved in some of these technological things, these uh, entertainment things. But the question is for a believer, where should your primary affection be? It should be things that are spiritual, things right. that are godly, things that are biblical. And just as Malachi was saying, guys, if you are, if you are feasting your heart on all of these things of the world, your desires are going to be skewed. And going back to what we said from, from Psalm 37, the problem is our desires can be flawed. Right. And your desires are shaped by what you bring into your heart, by what you allow to think yourself to think about. Mm -hmm. As a man thinks in his heart, so, so is he. he. Yep. So the warning that you're hearing here is very, very good for you. You need to be shaping your heart desires and affections by things that are godly. This is why you got to be faithful to church. I yeah. mean, that, that should just be a, an obvious decision. Mm -hmm. You need to be in church where you're singing the songs of the faith, where you're worshiping God appropriately, where you're hearing the word of God. You ought to be reading good books, good biographies. And of course, the most important thing is that you're in the word of God. Mm -hmm. And, there, you know, we wonder why why we see very few young people desiring to follow God's will in the ministry. Yeah. It's because their whole desire is shaped for materialism right. and worldliness yeah. and pleasure by all of the things they're viewing and yeah. hearing and yeah. doing instead of shaping their desires and their affections toward God by wonderful godly things they're bringing into their lives. Hey, I, I just want to say, guys, put a little plug in here. Part of that is Christian music. Amen. And the kind of Christian music you listen to should be different from the world. Southland's got great music CDs and, and music downloads, digital, Spotify, Apple, all that. Maranatha Baptist University, our Herbster family. You can find some of these wonderful uh, music CDs. And you need to make sure that you're shaping your mind. Amen. Shaping your mind in the right direction mm -hmm. so that your desires are right. Yeah. So that when you ch make a decision, it's not a decision based on wrong affections. Absolutely. You touched on this, and I wonder if you could give us some more thoughts on how oftentimes teenagers, young people, college students have the mentality of, okay, God's will is more future than it is present, and how that affects our even service and, could I say, our ministry um, in the local church to those around us and for the Lord. What do you think are some hindrances keeping teenagers from serving today oh yeah i think that well there's no doubt for for both you guys and for me because uh, i watched you when you were teenagers i think one of the best things that you need to be doing is be involved mm -hmm. you need to develop a desire for ministry when you're young and i think what prevents that is first of all just the push in our society for more of a self-focus mm -hmm. and in selfishness and and as the world calls it, narcissism, which is the, the inordinate affection with yourself. Mm -hmm. And that you wake up every day and it's all about you. And you're thinking about everything 
that you're thinking about hinges on how it affects you. Well, you need to allow God to completely rearrange that focus because Jesus said, whosoever will be great among you must be servant of all. Right. And so I think selfishness and, and uh, self-focus is for sure a part of that. And uh, then in Second Peter chapter 3, the Bible tells us that the world is getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And it's, part of that is that it's lovers of pleasure mm-hmm. more than lovers of God. And I would say that that's probably a fruit of self-focus is that we're, we're always looking for our own entertainment. And we're always looking for people to do things that make us feel good instead of realizing that a ministry heart, which is developed when you're young, is looking to to make other people successful and it's looking to help them be pleased instead of making it all about you. And I think that is a huge hindrance. Um, I think that part of, part of it is also the way that ministry is thought about by teenagers. Well, if I, if I go into ministry, I'm never going to have any money. I'm never going to have the nice stuff. But, but even in that conversation, don't you see guys that that's just an incredibly self-focused position to be in. Life is not about your possessions. Life is not about you. If your life is all about God and your life is all about getting his word and his gospel to people, mm-hmm. then that passion will develop when you're young. Mm-hmm. And I would just challenge you, if, you're, if you have any hint of, of self-focus, that you would get to your youth pastor and your youth leaders and you would just say, I'm volunteering to be involved. They may give you a small task. They may give you a big task. And what you will see is that the most joyful way to live is getting your eyes off yourself. The world is really lying to us. Love yourself, serve yourself, do everything for yourself, and you will be happy. But you know what? True happiness is serving others. There's joy in serving others. And I would just challenge you to volunteer for ministry at your local church. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what better example to follow than our Lord, you know? Right. Jesus Christ was the prime example of this. You know, of all people who could have just sat back and been like, all right, I'm just here just to do what my father sent me to do. No, but he, he went above and beyond. And every person that he encountered, I mean, yes. read through the Gospels. Every person he encountered, he was making a difference in their he life. He took on the form of a servant. Right. He was literally too. Yeah. a servant at the very nature of, of Jesus Christ. Yeah. He was a servant. And so we ought to strive after, you know, Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Having the mind of Christ, seeking to serve other people every single day and make a difference in their life uh, whatever that be, you know, maybe taking out the trash at church. It might <laughs> yes. be volunteer. Wit- it might be witnessing to the person at the convenience store. It might be, you know, being a blessing to that annoying person in your youth group, uh, or you know, fill in the blank, right? But continually seeking to live day by day, seeking to walk with the Lord, and so right. um, super great truths. So many implications and applications for our our lives today as a result of this conversation. And so really want to thank you, Uncle Mark, once oh, again for joining us. And thanks for your diligent uh, study of the word and, and proclamation thereof with our teenagers this week. I know you were a tremendous blessing and all glory goes to God for Amen. sure for the great things that he's done. And we're all trying to live these truths. We're not just teaching you guys, we're trying to live them ourselves, but we're praying that God would use our 
our talk here today to just challenge you to just do God's will today and let God lead you into his will for your future. And we'll be excited to see what he does with each of you teenagers out there. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of Friday Focus presented by the Walk Talks podcast. Make your plans to join us next week for another set of podcast episodes that will encourage you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you.